The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Astrolab, the only podcast on the internet everyone seems to want to ban. And if you're wondering why I'm talking a little lower this time, it's because I'm in a new house, and it's a little smaller, and uh, there's I don't know how thin these walls are. So I am one of your co-hosts, Joe Dyer, and with me, as always, is Mr. Scott Campbell. How are you doing tonight, Scott? Uh, I am doing all right, Joe. Uh, Howard, before we start, uh, I want to give a shout-out to all the folks down in Louisiana, and everybody impacted by the storms, please stay safe. I hope you and yours are safe. Um, I can't imagine what those folks are going through. Uh, but yeah, I'm just seeing some of the pictures and the devastation on the news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mother Nature's undefeated. Um, <laughs> but uh, she went two zero. Yeah, if there's uh, there's anything that we know from those of us that don't live in that area is that. Those people are pretty resilient. They'll pick themselves back up and get back going. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, good luck to y'all. We're thinking of you, and just hope y'all are safe. Uh, for everybody, for everybody, uh, including those, uh, please save us on your uh, current podcasting listener of choice. Uh, that way, you know when we're going to post new shows. As Joe mentioned, uh, he moved into a new place, so it's been a while since we recorded, and you know we thought we talk about magic tonight there's not a lot that's really happened in a minute <laughs> yeah um, but outside of that uh you know i'm i'm all right can't can complain too much there's been some stuff that that's gone on that you know i've had to deal with uh personal life and stuff uh i've been watching the reds they just won tonight against the hate lewis cardinals uh 12 to 2 so that's good get out of here st louis uh, they're currently in the lead for the second wild card spot. So if like the season suddenly came to an abrupt end right now, they would be in the playoffs. There's about 28 games left to go. So the margin for error is getting slimmer and slimmer by the second. Um, yeah, just trying to deal with some first world problems with, uh, internet not working when I'm working, uh, mm. during the day. Right now it's, it's okay, but it's also nighttime and the sun's not beating down on the lines outside because I, I think the issue's outside uh they they haven't found the problem yet this will be the third time they've been out in seven calendar days right um so not not real happy about that um played through part of the stranger things D box set recently yeah you saw i saw you posted about that on uh yeah face on facebook Yep, uh, had had a good time. Uh, I was like, all right, I'm just a participant. I will try reeling in the Scott knows all about D and D, which I don't, but try and reel it all in. Make that way everybody can have fun. And so far, success. Uh, right, everything was paced right. We spent about three or four hours. I think it was about three when we got started, but we spent about. Three hours, broke for food, 
and then played uh, some sporkle quizzes to finish the night. So, like, pacing, everything was fine. Uh, everybody had a good time. Everybody goofed, including the DM. So, yeah, uh, we're going to hopefully pick up uh, where we left off soon and finish it and try and see where that D&D bug goes. And hopefully we can start a regular monthly group with that because I'm sure some people will uh, be excited and others may at least want to give it a try and see how it goes. Right. Um, then I came home. I Actually, no, because I'm the D&D bug is still scratching, I played around on the Hero Forge website. I yeah, I saw you post a couple pictures. Oh, man. It's so good. And then I, I haven't been there in a while. And then I saw that they, they you could put some stuff on the shields. And I'm like, they can't obviously put, like, licensed D&D images on mm-hmm. there. But, like, I, I'm not going to be painting my own minis. Uh, let, let's just be clear with that. So I'm like, oh, I will make my Cleric of Bane. And I'm like, order. Click, done. So it's being made as we speak, and I can't wait because it'd be nice to have a little bit of me in plastic form, I guess. Uh, oh boy, as narcissistic as it sounds, I guess. Um, That's, that sounded odd. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I, I'm kinda, I've immortalized myself in a way. Oh. Um, all hail being. Um, but that and been watching some What If, which is that show's really good. We won't have time to talk about it today. Yeah. Uh, I have to find a way to just get off social media. It's kind of hard to do that when you're trying to sell magic cards because I am leaving the legacy format. Um, much to people's sadness. Uh, but hey, uh, I'm pretty close to being able to pay off my car uh, by the end of the year. Uh, with doing this, with the money I'm getting from the signed legacy cards I'm moving, so that's something good and helps me get out of debt faster, or get it, get yeah. out of non-house debt faster. I should right, say. right, right. Um, but yeah, just uh, adulting sucks, but you know, shit, man. I'm I'll be 46 in a few in about in less than two weeks. Oh um, boy, haven't played a lick of legacy since we were all told to go home. Uh-huh. And as we'll get to it later, the way the marketing announcements for upcoming sets uh, have been rolled out, uh, the word legacy is completely absent from anything that Wizards has put in print. So even they are avoiding it. And this is no shame against those who enjoy legacy, such as yourself and others who go to events such as Buffalo Chicken Dip and so on. Uh, but, you know, Wizards is doing what everybody said was going to happen and do the Homer Simpson back into the bush uh, when it comes to talking about uh, formats like Legacy and Vintage. Um, I don't think that the them not including anything about that in the product announcement is anything you can read into, though. Uh, I I guess. But I like, don't I don't think so. It's that I, they're going to focus on what they focus on. Right. For the product announcements. And, I mean, honestly, there's a couple, like, kind of things in there that are kind of focused on, like, the older formats. Because there are people there, like, uh, like we'll talk about the secret layer. This, the, the secret layers, the Planeswalker secret layer is most assuredly targeted at people that were, you know, are older, more nostalgic, will appreciate the the joke 
of how oh. those are laid out, you know, that sort of thing. So, oh, sure, like uh, that I can understand, but what I'm saying is, like, when it comes down to like new product, um, yeah, but like, even then, like, there's stuff like commit the Commander Legends set we're going to talk about, which is, yeah, you know, legal, yeah, so yeah, but anyway. <laughs> How are you? It's been a minute, dude. How are yeah. your family doing? Doing okay. Um, still in the process of moving stuff. Still in the process of moving stuff in and out, cleaning up. You know, <laughs> just a lot going on. Have you hired uh, Xanathar's Guild to do that? They seem to be uh, good at moving things. Uh, yeah. Uh, it might fall into like a sewer or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, no. So yeah, just just still a lot to do. Uh, we're going on vacation here, so we've got a lot of prep for that. And um, so yeah, that should be should be good. So uh, my daughter started school. Ooh, exciting! Uh, so yeah, first grade. So and her first state first year in Centerville schools. So. Okay. Are they requiring masks? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Cool. So happy about that. So yes, very much. So uh, yeah, uh, things are going well. Um, I had some time last week. I actually got out to play Modern for like the first time in like literally forever. What? So that was kind of yeah. So that was good. Uh, I went out to Epic Loot last Friday and played Modern. Nice. Uh, got a chance to actually look at their. Um, I, I hadn't seen what their slashed prize payouts were, and yeah. uh, I definitely don't know if I'll go back. <laughs> uh, oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I like that very much. It's like, it seems like it's it's slashed pretty hard. It's like what half I think. Yeah, of what they it was like to... half. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I went two two. I didn't get any like store credit or anything like that. So yeah, yeah you get what like? Well, no, there's not even a pack, is there? No. No, yeah. but uh, I, I still had a good night because it was like one of those things where it was like I get to play Dredge again for like the first time in a long time. And that's like, you know, a deck where you just literally don't uh, you put you, you pick it back up. And if you're a Dredge player, you just immediately know what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just goldfish with it a couple times before you leave. And like, oh, right. right. I remember now. I'm, I'm good. Uh, yep. But uh, I had an OK night. Uh, I. um played against some strange decks. I'll just say that. Like, I played against that the Rhino deck. Uh, okay. The the, uh, the Cascade uh, Crashing Footfalls uh, pile, uh, which was kind of interesting. Which is weird. People are putting in Torpor Orbs in their sideboards for that deck, and I'm like... It doesn't do anything against that yeah, deck? I'm like, okay. Like, the Elementals deck, I can see that. Yeah. But still, it's like... Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was interesting to play against. I beat that deck. Okay. Um, I played against like a Jund. Somebody was playing like a Jund build with like Dragon's Rage Channeler uh, and whatnot. And I lost to that because Scavenging Ooze is still a card that Dredge players fear and dis- dislike. Wow, they were playing uh, Scavenging Ooze? Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. What year yeah. is this again? I don't know, man. I, I don't know what year this is. Uh, I played against another Jun player that was playing uh, Monkey and Douthy Voidwalker. Uh, they had a main deck, Douthy Voidwalker. Uh, game one, Douthy Voidwalker. And uh, I beat their game one, Douthy Voidwalker. Because <laughs> I had milled with Shriekhorn. 
and I had milled a conflagrate. Oh, early on before they could yeah, land it? Yeah, before they put it into play, and so nice. I conflagrated for two and gave them two lands. <laughs> and killed it, and then proceeded to be off to the races, and just nice. went from there. And uh, so, funny story, at the end of this matchup, uh, you know, you could tell increasingly throughout the match that dude was not happy that he was oh. lo- losing to Dredge. Oh, wait a minute. Did the cards that Aaron Forsyth force into Magic and tell you to play simply not work against a known quantity? They oh. they just didn't show up. <laughs> they just didn't show up. And he was like, four endurance main deck and I don't see a single one. I'm like, okay, so first of all, Variance. you are playing Jun Colors. Guess what Jun's Colors do not have? Right. Cantrips. Right. You do not have a way to fix your draws. Guess Maybe what? we should unban Fates of Sweeting so I can get my endurances. Right, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. Here. So, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's just like, you know, hey, you know what? That's what happens, like variances. But it was it was hilarious to get bad-mannered by somebody. And um, uh, was... like He didn't have Bloodbraid Elves in his deck, right? Yes, I think so. Wow. Okay. Because yeah. this is where... I think he did. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I didn't see a whole lot. He, in... he was probably relying upon the monkey to accelerate mana and yeah. play your stuff. Yeah, and it's like just just stop. Like he he got there in game two because I didn't have an answer for it. Okay, that's um, fair. Like I just did, straight didn't have an answer for it. Um, but uh, game three, like there was distinctly a period where. I managed to, like, stick four prized Malcolms into play. Oof. And Oof. that would just, like, really, like, set the game on fire. And it was just, like, one of those things where it's just, like, I had enough velocity mm-hmm. to make it work. And it was fine. So, uh, I, 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 and like I said, it was funny to get bad-mannered by somebody. Like, it was one of those, it was one of those players that was, like, you're like, hey, good games, you know, nice playing with you and stuff like that. And, you know, you get the answer, oh, those weren't good games, but whatever, you know. <laughs> and you're like, all right, man, whatever, you know. Yeah, like, I can see that if things went poorly the other way, it's like, oh, you got all this crap on the board, whatever. Right. You got, you got all this, like, here, here's these new cards that are exciting. No, you just want us all to buy packs. Like, yeah, well, and I was just like, I was just like, all right, man, yeah, sure. And yeah. uh, he got up and walked away, and uh, Josh Willie was like, yeah, it was sitting next to me. And he was like, yeah, he's kind of a, uh, like that. And I was just like, he's like, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, I told him, I was like, I don't really care. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. like it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not going to worry about it. Like, he needs to learn that, you know, things happen in this game. And that's what Josh, Josh was like, yeah. He goes, you, uh, you got to remember that when you sign up for a Magic tournament, anything and anything that could happen can happen. Right, and you can lose bad. You can lose matchups that you are favored to win. Yep, and variance is a thing, and just as long as you keep that in mind, you'll be better off. You know, in managing that kind of those kind of behavior. And right. so, yeah, and I, that... I feel a lot better about that. So it was, I didn't really care. I was just thought it was funny. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're not the one walking away salty. I mean, that, that's no. the thing that always drives me nuts when reading that discourse, or at least back when that was a thing on on social media like now we don't have it a whole lot because there's no big paper magic events right uh uh, there's this running theme with 
uh, tournament grinders that, oh, I'm favored in this matchup, so I should win 100% of the time. And it's like, no, Jan, that's not how that works. No, uh, no. You yeah, see the same in, in sports fans, too. are like, well, this team is, their record's bad, and my team is good, so they should beat them all the time. And I'm like, that's not how that works, folks. No, it definitely is how that works. So. Yep. And then uh, I lost last round to uh, Urian Taxes. Oh, man. So... Uh, which was fine. I, I sure I, I don't beat, like commanders. I beat them game one, and then okay. games two and three. Like they just had a lot of velocity, and like game three, they had um, they read exactly the line of uh, Stoneforge Mystic grab Calder complete Oof. instead of Batterskull, and that just sealed the deal for me. Yeah. I, I had a I had a I think an ancient grudge or a nature's claim in hand. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do anything against that card. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think I did bring in, like, the Path to Exiles, at least. Um, so I was still playing the the build with uh, Thrilling Discovery, okay. which felt great, actually. I will say this. That that felt great. Okay, uh, yeah, because like, I've seen some builds with Burning Inquiry, and I'm like, uh, yeah. Chalice is everywhere. What are you doing? Right. And I'm like, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, and that's what one of the, the other guys in the Dredge Discord, one of my mods, was like, was like, well, with Chalice everywhere, they're having a lot of two drops seems great. Right. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, I felt pretty happy with casting Thrilling Discovery and with casting Cathartic Reunion. Like, it just it felt fine. Like, I didn't, wasn't upset. Yeah. Uh, Do you feel I, the past should have been um, prismatic? endings i have them so i might try that at some point okay um, i did have an engineered explosives in the sideboard too okay what uh, about dark blast i i'm running a main deck dark blast because i only have uh two thugs oh okay. uh, so i was running dark blast main deck uh which felt great so anyways you so. probably didn't see a sanctifier invect until the last round no i didn't even see a single one the whole night like wow. they didn't even have they didn't they didn't really need to ever play one in game three they went college complete into rip and oh, and i was just like and they had just i they had so much velocity and so much time yeah, that, yeah. and and the culture complete clock is just so ridiculous oh yeah so yeah so I, I wasn't even mad like i was just like you you had the absolute perfect setup for everything going on here like i'm not upset about this like right you, re- you read what my possible responses were like yeah. not not going to be upset about it so it, it's but. crazy like i remember it doesn't seem like that long ago where we were introduced to the swords in uh scars mirrodin block and it's like, oh wow, look look at the toys Stoneforge Mystic has. Right. And now it just seems expanded with cards like Shadow Sphere and Cauldra Complete and the yeah. other swords from, and it's only going to keep going. They're not right. going to stop ever printing equipment. Yeah. So, I think I think that it's gonna be really hard. They're gonna have to they'd have to really push to top both Batter Skull and uh Cauldra Complete though. Yeah, like, it's crazy that so good. They top Batterskull with well, well, they met Batterskull with yes. Cauldron Complete. Yeah, because um, you don't you don't really replace Batterskull. You play both. Yeah, and even well, like the Urian Taxus builds and Legacy are just mm-hmm. on all the equipment that they normally run, including Cauldron Complete, because they have the room for it. Yeah, and, and honestly, it works really well for that deck because they don't 
that means they don't draw that equipment that often way because they're 80 cards mm-hmm. uh that's like one of the big reasons why 80 cards is good for that deck because it they don't draw their equipment as often so you don't end up in the situation where you have an equipment in hand but no stoneforge mystic right so you're more than likely to draw your stoneforge mystic at which and tutor for the correct card like so yeah it makes a lot of sense when you actually think about like, the math behind it and whatnot so i still kind of want to build enchantress do for, it like for vintage or not for vintage but uh for uh modern i think that deck looks like a lot of fun yeah so uh i don't know we'll figure we'll see if that's something i ended up building i played a couple games with uh i played a game today with um the legacy version mm-hmm. on magic online uh with um there's this uh, new list run around by one of the the Enchantress Grinders, a uh, guy by the name of Spatula of the Ages. Uh, and they're a pretty big Enchantress player. And uh, one of the cards that they've been playing for a while now in some of their lists, and they've made like a couple top eights in these legacy challenges with this deck, uh, is Paladin Class. From oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is the uh, one white, and the first part is the spells your opponents cast during your turn cost one more to cast, mm-hmm. and that's really all you care about. <laughs> it's just one mana, like Grand Abolisher, in a sense. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's pretty good, especially yeah. in multiples. Yes. So, and and he is also playing uh, four copies of uh, Sithis, uh Harvest Hand. Mm-hmm. which uh, I found was a lot better than I thought it was going to be uh, because of the life gain. Uh, the life gain, like, really, 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 really helped. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I beat a Bant player that was playing Bant, Mentor, and uh, Days. They were playing, like, Days and Mishra's Bobble. Wow. And it was just, like, kind of a awful experience honestly because <laughs> like when you're like, like a band player is playing uro and days and monastery mentor Oof. and you're like okay this is not you a typical band shell but all right right and so um i got to it they were on clock in game three like they were down to like four minutes on clock and okay. give because the games just take that long yeah uh and uh I got to with endurance myself, uh, evoke endurance myself on my on their end step to put cards back into my library, so huh. I could keep so I could keep drawing, right? Uh, with my enchantress effects, and they had an engineered explosives on one, and uh, I made some mana. They had a damping sphere in play, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, okay, okay. So they... I, I go to cast Cast Out. They... Crack e, their EE. Blow up all my stuff. Force a negation in my Cast Out. And then I cast On Thin Ice. And hit their, their Monastery Mentor. <laughs> and then they conceded. Like, it was just like... I was like, alright, this is, this is cool. Uh, I, won, I won with Emrakul. Uh, in game one, because uh, the deck is also a Living Wish deck. Uh, so it, they, all of his builds are generally Living Wish builds. Okay. So uh, they're just really, 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 really fun. They've got a cool uh, toolbox set up in the sideboard uh, from everything from 
you know, Kasali Prey Mage and Gaddictic to your extra copy of Ar- Argothian Enchantress to Emrakul. Uh, there's a Solitude in the sideboard uh, for, you know, oh, I Living Wish for Solitude so I can evoke Solitude. Uh, I Living Wish for Endurance so I can evoke Endurance. Like, oh, wow. Uh, there's a Grist the Hunger Tide in the sideboard because you can Living Wish for that. Oh, my uh, oh, So, goodness. yeah. So it's cool. It's, it's pretty okay. cool. That, that so. seems cool. Speaking yeah. of Emrakul, I have a foil Emrakul, uh, the Aeon's Torn from Rise of Eldrazi. Uh, these are disappearing off the internet. Um, yeah, they are. Because of the, what's that modern deck, the Indomitable Creativity or whatever that deck I, is? I haven't seen that deck. I'll have to go look that um, up. There's too many There's too many things, and I think my problem with modern is there's too many things. Like, there's just too many things. Yeah. Like, right now, like, like... Modern Horizons 2 may have been bad for the format, maybe for, like, the fact that, like, cards like Ragavan and, like, Urza Saga exist, Mm -hmm. but let it never be said that it didn't create other decks, too, and there's tons of crazy stuff. Like, we live in a world where somehow a four Risen Reef deck is, like, a tier one deck. Right. And I don't, and I'm like, I wish I could, like, I'm, like, looking at this deck, and I'm like, man, like, this deck's, like, almost, like, $1,600, not only that, but like, the, I wish like, the reasons being played is because the push of all these crazy strategies, like especially with uh, having um, oh god, what's that card? Uh, Shardless Agent. Well, it's, uh, not, it's pushing not just the Living Index, so you have to respond with an Endurance and all the other graveyard based decks. Well, it's are, not just that; it's also like you gave the deck, uh, you know, cards like Solitude and Fury and Endurance. Oh, oh yeah, like, it has all these free removal spells. Yeah, and like and Ephemerate, like yeah, you know. So, and not only that, like at the same time as you're casting these things, you're ramping yourself or drawing cards because of Risen Reef. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm a big Risen Reef fan, and so I was just like, oh man, it's cool. This deck is actually a thing. But I own none of the cards for it. And I was just right. saying, yeah. It's, yeah, it kind of sucks when your cards you like, you don't own in paper or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I was just yeah. like, oh. Like, I'm like, this is, it's a weird time to live in a world where five color elementals is, you know, a legitimate tier one modern strategy. And the mana is so easy to come by, too. Right. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, like that's that's wild. Like, what a, what yeah. a crazy crazy world we live in. Okay, I see the Indomitable Creativity deck here. Yeah, isn't that deck wild? Yeah, that's pretty pretty wild. Oh, Hard Evidence. That card's really really good. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I get it. Fire and Ice Time Warp because of the yep. Bellomachus Lorehold and. Yep. <sighs> it's uh, it's it's pretty nuts. Um. Oh and, yeah, and, because you're guaranteed to hit if you if you cast Indomitable Creativity, you're guaranteed to hit either Emrakul or Villamachus. Okay, right. And some decks are just playing Emrakul; they're not even playing any other threats. Uh, or at least uh, main deck. I mean, Villamachus seems like a great thing to be put into play. Oh yeah, because just because you can just cast all the time warps. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, the the Oops All Turns uh, deck used to just be either mono blue or splash another color, usually white or red. Yeah. Um, some even splash green to just not just revival the time warp spell back to the top of their deck. This list I'm looking um, at is four Renan six, four Teferi Time Raveler, uh-huh. and three Nahiri the Harbinger. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow, what a deck. Yeah, it's a shutdown interaction. Um, get my lanes back to thin my deck. 
Also, uh, like, Reddit 6 kills Ragavan. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, there is that. So. Yeah, unless they dash it, but... Yeah, yeah, unless they dash yeah. Yeah, yeah, unless they dash it, yeah. But you have Fire and Ice and other... Yeah, yeah. So, All right. Yeah, man, we, we could talk about Modern yeah, for so a while, but... Let's talk about ma- Magic product announcements, because Oof. we got a lot... And yeah, this is what two weeks ago, I think. At this point, is on the twenty fourth. This was last week, or something. That was yeah. last week. Oh yeah, yeah, last week. Yeah, that was last week. So, Time's yeah. going by too fast. Yeah, I know. Uh, so we got a bunch of ant- MTG product announcements. Um, uh, a bunch. You put that so lightly. A bunch. Yeah. Um, so they gave us a whole bunch of information about secret layers, and also a bunch, a whole bunch of other stuff. And they also gave us uh, the standard sets for next year, and a whole bunch of other things like. Universes Beyond, uh, Commander Legends. So let's let's kind of just go down the list here. Uh, well, well, before we do that, this was what I predicted. I predicted going into the announcement, I think like a, a day or a week before, whatever, that in winter 2022, we'd have the Kamigawa Neon, Gen- I call it Neon Genesis. Uh, I was just making up a name. This wind up being Neon Dynasty. The mm-hmm. spring set would be a new plane. The summer set would be a core set that may or may not be called Magic 2023. And the fall set would be a return to New Phyrexia. So keep that in mind. And then the ancillary booster products would be... Uh, spring would be a reprint set. And then summer 22 would be a Lord of the Rings booster set. Because we already kind of knew that was going to be coming for the universes beyond. Yeah, weirdly so, enough about that, that ended up being 2023 instead. Right, so half credit on that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll score these as we go along. Yeah. So but, uh, so first things first is uh, they gave us a bunch of secret layer drops that are available until September fourteenth. Yeah. Let me let me just pull up the official site for this. This is the out of time super drop. Miss a drop and it's gone. So yeah, Teferi's time trouble uh, was one of the secret layer drops. Uh, there are three planeswalkers here. There's Teferi. Um, I think it's Teferi Kirov? Time Raveler. Okay. This picture's hard to see, or my eyes are bad. Oh, uh, yeah, there it is. Teferi Time Raveler, Karn the Great Creator, and Dak Faden. All three are played in the various uh, non-standard, non-pioneer formats, but they are all in the retro frame, meaning that they look like older cards, cards prior to 8th edition. Not, uh, not only that, not only are they... Uh... Uh, retro frame but their rules yeah. text is like they were written in alpha exactly there are no like numbers on them to indicate counters yeah uh, they're, they're the words like on Dak fade and start put three loyalty uh parentheses use counters <laughs> on Dak fade yeah and i'm like wow and it's just nothing but a wall of text that I have not seen since flavor text on red vanilla creatures. If, if Dak has no loyalty, he abandons you. Yeah. This is great. It's just great. I, I yeah. love it. I, I love this, honestly. I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. There are some people that are complaining about these, but I think they're great. Oh, I, I love them. I love them. Look, and I'm going to bring this up again later. These cards are essentially skins. Yes. So if you don't like Teferi Time Raveler and the Retro Frame, cool. Play the War of the Spark one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got an artist series of Johannes Voss, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. Uh, Sanctum Prelay, Carpet of Flowers, Sphere of Safety, and Karmic Guide. 
And uh, when you put them in that order, uh, the flavor text makes a haiku, uh, which is kind of cool. But uh, Johannes Voss, man, just that carpet of flowers just kills it. Like, it's so good looking. Uh, So uh, always a great artist. Uh, We have artist series of Thomas Baxa, uh, which is uh, Omnixilus Reignited, Sliver Hive Lord, Sire of Insanity, and Spellskite. Things straight out of nightmares. If yeah, you look at the art. yeah, they're he all went nuts. They're all kind of gross. Yeah, um, we have the math is for blockers uh, <laughs> one. So all of the illustrations have some like geometric shapes in them. Uh, mm-hmm. This is brazen borrower, vindictive lich, meandering tower shell, Oren Frostfang, and Thragtusk. And the joke is uh, that the power and toughness in that order is pi. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's... this this is uh, this is probably my favorite, just because of what was done with the art and the the meme of putting uh, the power and toughness in order like that and making it pi out to what would that be uh, seven digits? Yeah, uh, or whatever. My my um, favorite thing about this is the flavor text on meandering tower shell, which mm-hmm. is uh, the weight is proportional to the weight. <laughs> and i think that's 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 great yeah yeah good they did a good job with this but there was also one called kamigawa ink oh yeah yeah i missed that one yeah yeah, yeah no that's, that's okay yeah kamigawa, um, kamigawa ink yep uh and that one has heartless hidetsuku uh kami of the crescent moon michikiko kanda uh, truth seeker uh reki the history of kamigawa and toshiro umezawa thank you because i would probably butcher at least two of those uh, um, the, the big I, I did the, not play during comic. The big <laughs> one out of that is Michiko Kanda. Uh, mm-hmm. That's like one of the big reprints out of that. Is uh, apparently she's pretty popular in EDH. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's everything's good. popular in EDH because yeah. everything's for EDH. Yes, right? yes. Uh, I really like the Toshiro Umazawa. Honestly, I think that's really good looking. They're all in like this like Japanese brushwork mm-hmm. ink kind of thing. So. And, of course, they have a bunch of these available in various, uh, you know, type bundles and all that fun stuff. So, yay, secret players. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do like how, and I think this is the first time they did this, where you can get all of them in, uh, oh, actually, hold on here. No, I think the Planeswalkers are not available in foil. No. Uh, er, but everything else is foil or non-foil. Yep. Okay. I was thinking they even had planeswalkers and foil. Yep. Damn it, wizards. All right. Get on the ball. So, so that, that, that's the first thing out of the way. So, so uh, store championship uh, promos. So apparently they're going to be having store championships available for WPN stores in mm-hmm. December. And if just for competing, you, there's a promo Arbor Elf for just competing. Uh, if you make top eight of the event, uh, you get a promo collected company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you win it, you get a promo worm coil engine. Yep. Now, this sounds kind of fun, but one of the other cool things about this is that they're going to be putting the store name where you got your championship stuff uh, on the cards. Right. Good luck uh, getting a playset of epic loot warm coil engines. Right. I know. It's nuts, that's, right? That's or, not or, or collect. Well, it would be probably easier to get the collected companies because there's. Uh, right. There's at least eight of those. There's yeah. at least eight of them. Yeah. So, so that's that's kind of interesting. 
Uh, yeehaw. Uh, we had the Pioneer Challenger decks. Dude, uh, let, let, let's pause there for a minute. How cool is this? I understand there's issues with Pioneer as far as a paper format. I get that. But the fact that Pioneer was pretty much on life support at this point, and th- this is literally using the defibrillator to inject some life and I, I into that. I still don't know if it's enough. I, I understand, but like the reprints in these decks are pretty quality. Yeah, if I looked you, if at you the pick list. Up two of there's, each, there's some good reprints in there. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't like. There's a there's a freaking brazen bar in one of them. Like, right in the in the spirits one. Yeah, yeah. if you pick up if you pick up two each of these decks and just put the good cards together and you're in the archetypes that are there. Yeah. You suddenly have four pioneer decks at a pretty inexpensive rate. Yeah. Uh, they had a commander collection black. That looks pretty cool. Uh, there's uh, some neat cards. Uh, cool caller Gisa, Ophiomancer, Frexian Arena, Reanimate, uh, Toxic Deluge, Sick looking Soul Ring, a Sick looking Command Tower. Yep. Uh, Command Tower, uh, notable that it has uh, Davriel Kane uh, in the flavor text, which is kind of mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, Liliana, Heretical Healer. And uh, yeah, there's a double sided, there's a, finally a snake token for a Fiamancer. Uh, and on the other side, it's uh, Liliana's brother, Josu, as, a, yeah. as the zombie token. So that's pretty cool. A uh, snake! We have Innistrad, a double feature, uh, and this looks pretty cool. It's a uh, way that they combine select cards from both Innistrad Midnight Hunt and Innistrad Crimson Vow uh, mm-hmm. into one draft experiment experience with uh, special art treatment. Uh, yeah, it's and it's got like this, like, like a... old OG like black and white horror. Yeah, like, like a '50s drive-in yeah. shock theater monster movie of the week type thing. Yeah, so that that looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so then we got to some supplemental product, uh, right. Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. My uh, favorite thing they announced on yeah, that show. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I think this is probably a um, a nod to the fact that we had that tweet from that that Tumblr post from Mark Rosewater about how uh, going forward uh, everything that is a premiere set will not will be just be magic ip so they will not be using uh we will probably not see another D set again that is not supplemental so, yeah, yeah. Which, which is totally fine because um there are still uh, although it is quote selling well i, uh, I think the set was great but you know yeah yeah i mean we both love D. there are a lot of people who play magic who uh, could care less. Some right. would just want D and D to stay in its own lane. They don't want their chocolate and peanut butter. And it's like, okay, mm, so here's a way to butter. right exactly. Uh, Reese cups are great. Um, mm. There, but this is a way for them to inject more of these cards, right? And make it direct for commander players, who hopefully they also enjoy D and D. If not, whatever. What I like about this is that I can take cards from the D and D. Uh, premiere set, standard set, and then these commander cards, and put them together, and make a commander deck of just D and D cards. Do we get uh, more dungeon support in this? Uh, yes, I. God, I, I hope so. I, I don't think we'll have it as a 
face commander, so to speak. No, but I hope we get Um, more support for it because I think it's a cool mechanic. Yep. And I think that they, uh, as long as you get more better payoffs and more support for it, then it makes it be very cool. I can actually see them taking the idea or concept that they uh, created with the dungeon mechanic and apply that, like make some tweaks and changes and apply that to something else. Like, for instance, say if they made like a baseball set Mm. and then the dungeon is the baseball diamond. Right. And every time you trigger (laughs) something, you go from one base to the next or whatever. Secret layer reds. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Secret Secret layer cardinals burn it. Um, Um. so that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. We also had a, another announcement, another unset. Uh, we got Infinity. Uh, oh it's space themed. I, I love unsets. I'm not this, gonna lie. I, I this is goofy to the max. I, I love unsets. I love how, uh, especially like, let's put it this way. Both unglued and unhinged share a pretty special place in my heart because that was kind of like growing up and stuff like that. And unglued okay. came out, and it was just so wacky and, and weird. But for a playable set, those those sets fell pretty hard. Like they weren't very good at, at being playable from like a draft perspective or just any, just in general. Like those sets weren't just very good at playing the cards. They were just jokes. Wait a minute. Uh, Wizards developed a set that you couldn't draft with? I mean, you could, but it wasn't good. Like, Unhinged it, was, like, the literal worst format. Like, It wasn't a good draft experience? But, How dare they? But here's the thing. They really hit that nail on the head with Unsanctioned, I think. Yeah. Or, I, I or not Unsanctioned, people. but un- Unstable. Sorry, Unstable. Yeah. I think they really hit that nail on the head with Unstable. Unstable had the right amount of humor, but it also had the right amount of playability. Uh, and I, I think that's what I really liked about the set. I expect to see the same from Infinity. Uh, that we'll probably see a similar trend. Uh, oh, it's probably going to be better. Oh yeah, uh, and oh, and also we're going to get full art basic lands again. No. Full art basic basic lands basic lands, and also full art space science fiction themed shock lands. Yeah, so black bordered shock lands. It's weird. We're gonna get uh, reprints of the Shocklands just yes. kind of thrown in here. It kind of That's... signals to me that either a uh, they well, I mean, we know they recognize the secondary market, but a that they want to get these reprinted and in players' hands more than just returning to Ravnica or in a reprint set or whatever, yeah. or b uh, we're not going back to Ravnica for a while. Yeah, that's quite. That's actually more than likely because Ravnica has been around for a little while, and uh, we just got done with that with a yeah. with a big massive event. I don't think we right. need to go back there for a little while. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's and then uh, the other two supplemental sets we got announced were Double Masters twenty twenty two, which is again just just like the first Double Masters bunch of reprints reprint set, reprint set. Uh, looks like based on uh, some of the art they gave us is that uh, one of the cards that we're probably going to get is uh, Aminato the face shifter mm-hmm. uh, and the a, face commander from I want to say 2019 something like uh, that the Esper commander yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we are also getting jumpstart 2022 uh, oh, and I, well actually one of the other arts they showed for double masters was uh, uh, Renin six 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, like I said, uh, we're also getting Jumpstart 2022, mm-hmm. uh, which I, as long as like there, this one doesn't have the issues that the first Jumpstart had with the fact that there was a pandemic and they couldn't have paper play. <laughs> I think that was really one of the biggest things that really impacted Jumpstart in paper. The first Jumpstart mm-hmm. in paper. Right. Was the fact that there was no paper play at the time it came out. Well, I hope what they do and what they realize, because it. Because I, th- be I think the model Wh- of Jumpstart is cool. Wizards can just hit print on any damn thing they want, right? Yeah. Like, they, regardless of how long ago it was released or whatever, they can just hit a button and print. It'll just happen. With Jumpstart, I hope that as stores feel that it is safe for them to open back up and with things going on in. Uh, the USA right now, that's kind of sketchy at best because uh, we can't get our act together. Um, that they keep printing the first Jumpstart as stores start opening up. That way pe- it draws people in. They can play Jumpstart. They can kind of get used to the experience before Jumpstart 22 is, uh, 2022 is released. Uh, and they can do it that. Um, however, I do want to mention a couple things. One, with Double Masters, uh, that that's a score for me because I did, uh, I did guess that. Um, is a multicolor draft experience. Yeah. So expect a lot of multicolor cards there. So that's cool. With Jumpstart, they mentioned several uh, themes. Yes. Uh, one of which was Eldrazi. Yep. So kind of expect that. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We do not know the release dates. For no, any of these, no. uh, I mean, obviously, we know Secret Lair Super Drop Out of Time is out now. The store uh, championships looks are like promos. Double later. Masters is third quarter of 2022. And yeah, Jumpstart is fourth us. quarter of 2022. Yeah, they just so, tell us quarters. And, and Commander Legends and Commander Legends and Infinity are both in the second quarter of 2022. So. Right. Yeah, we just know quarters. Uh, I'll touch on that more here okay. in a moment. So let's get to the big, the really, the big meat of this. The the Uh, premier sets, Yeah, the premier sets. Uh, What next year's standard sets are going to look like. Mm -hmm. So quarter one, we have Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Called it. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, 2,000 years, you know, into the future of Kamigawa. Uh, It's Shadowrun. And it's Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, it's Shadowrun. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but it's more of the... It's not. It's not the the gritty cyberpunk, you know, that you would expect. Where it's like it's, it's not like Blade Runner level cyberpunk. Like it's mm. more like it's more like the the you know big flashy neon lights. You know, Akira. Cyber. Yeah, Akira. Cyber ninjas. Uh, in fact, yeah. the first character they gave us was a cyber ninja or whatnot. That's also a planeswalker. Uh, so yep. we got a new planeswalker we're going to meet who's apparently got an origami fox on his, or an origami raccoon of some sort. Something like, like that. Yeah, However, so. uh, I think shortly after this release, it will have to, uh, be pulled from PS4. Oh no, wait, that was Cyberpunk. 2020. <laughs> so, uh, that's quarter one of 2022. Uh, mm-hmm. quarter two, we are getting a new plane. So square one for Scott. Yep. <laughs> Boom. Uh, streets of new Capenna. Uh, and this is a uh, a city uh, on a plane that is uh, has apparently has some sort of spe- special significance to uh, Elsbeth, uh, which is kind of interesting. 
the city that was built by angels and is now run by three color demon crime families. This is a mob mobster gangster set. It's the Dick Tracy set. Yeah, it's the Dick Tracy set. Or looks the like Batman the animated series set. And it looks like we're getting uh, our good old buddy Omnixilus in a back. striped suit nonetheless. Yes. So uh, I'm actually kind of excited for this set. Uh, I'm looking forward to it in the hopes that it is a shards set. Yeah, I uh, hope so because too. Because one of the things with Pioneer that a lot of uh, a lot of grinders and deck builders didn't like is the mana was leaned heavily towards enemy color or wedge colors. Right, and having this hopefully balance that out the other way will give some new life to deck building and maybe interest in yeah. building decks. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's quarter two. Quarter three, uh, we are going back to Dominaria for Magic's 30th anniversary. Uh, and with a set called Dominaria United. Uh, and so guaranteed there's going to be some cool stuff on uh, going on there. Uh, but this isn't our last... Uh, journey to dominaria either this year in fact we're getting two things that get um to dominaria and that's quarter four of dominaria we are going back in time uh yeah to a story uh that was uh one of really one of magic's first big stories Mm -hmm. uh and that is the brothers war uh we are going to see the, the battle between Urza and Mishra nice. uh, and whatnot and that ended in, you know, a, a conflict that was plain spanning. And they're not only going to, like, focus on Urza and Mishra, they're going to focus on, uh, like, a lot of different characters. Um, I'm hoping that this is where we'll see uh, characters like Ashnod uh, yeah. finally get a card. Uh, maybe we'll see uh, Gix on a card um characters who canonically are long since dead right but actually get a card i hope they don't take urza and make him a hero because as we all know urza's um, not a hero urza's a bad yeah yeah. i i do hope that we do get um flip planeswalker urza like you know like a flip like a flip walker uh because uh that would kind of like some sort of condition that requires uh, creatures to be destroyed, or something like that, or some mm-hmm. or permanence to be destroyed, or, or artifacts to be destroyed, or something. Well, he, I mean, he blew up the entire island of Argoth, so yeah, yeah. Like he he killed a lot of people, <laughs> so um, I hope that they do something with that aspect of it to turn him into a planeswalker. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, there's like characters like. Like maybe his wife gets a card, like Caleb and Krug, uh, or like his son Harbin was a big part of the the storyline. I, uh, I just hope this set is more uh, is better received than the Adventures in Forgotten Realm set because it's the 30th anniversary. We are literally that far removed from the story of the Brothers War, so anybody who's been new to Magic in the last few years five years whatever could probably give two shits about the brothers yeah they probably won't know know what's going on 
or any story really. Right. They just want cards. Yeah. So I'm yeah. excited because I think it's a oh, neat, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, we're oh, gonna have Max. Oh, um, Max suits. Could probably get a card for Tokasia, because uh, Tokasia is the was uh, Urza and Mishra's tutor, mm-hmm. uh, and she was kind of sort of the catalyst that broke the 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 camel's back or whatnot between the two brothers, uh, because uh, they so Urza and Mishra, young brothers growing up learning artif- you know artifice underneath Tokasia, learning archaeology under Tokasia. Uh, about the Thrawn, the other surf. This is where we find the Power Stone that eventually would split into the Meek Stone and the Weak Stone. Or the, the sorry, the Weak Stone and the Might Stone, sorry. Weak, weak, weak Stone and the Might Stone. And, of course, you know, the reason that the brothers went to battle is because they each coveted the other's stone. Right. They wanted that power for themselves. And uh, during one of their arguments about it um somewhere along the line magic comes in magic of some sort comes into play and takashia dies both both brothers blame the other go their separate ways right eventually come back into conflict with each other years down the line and eventually it grows into this big giant war and Hopefully we get, like, Urza and Mishra Civil War memes. Yeah. Well, it also would be interesting to also get um, a better set of cards for, like, the Might Stone and the Weak Stone. Yeah, like, like yeah. callbacks, but, like, they're better represented in right, current magic right. or something. So. Um, what what I hope happens, and, and by the way, those keeping score at home, half cred on... Dominary United because they're not putting out a core set, but they're taking a set and powering it like a core set yeah. or making it obviously a flagship new players enter here set. Um, and I have a feeling Dominary United is going to be a very good set, and they're going oh, to oh, for sure they're going to really pack it because it's the 30th anniversary set. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. Um, and it'd be it's a it's good that they're using Dominaria to kind of like light the beacon to get more players right. right at the 30th anniversary. Right. Uh, I did uh, predict Return of New Phyrexia, Artifact Set, Brothers War, Max, half credit. So those Yeah, okay, okay, so, so you get sort of credit on Brothers War because the Phyrexians yeah. are behind it all, mm-hmm. but it's not new Phyrexia. No, it's... There is a difference. Uh, I mean, even old New York was once New Amsterdam. So, yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, old Phyrexia was more black aligned, right? So. However, I hope that in at least uh, Dominaria United, if not definitely uh, the Brothers War, sure that there is a story tie-in on Dominaria United, which tells us we're going back to New Phyrexia at some point. Uh, yeah, there's some time travel shenanigans going on, but I just hope we get the the Allied color, or I'm sorry, not the Allied color, we just get the Pain Lands reprinted. Oh, God. Uh, especially <laughs> the Allied color. Yeah. Because it's long overdue. Yeah. Uh, 30th anniversary, just get them in there. Yeah. Um, and then that way you have them for, guess what? Pioneer. Right. We finally balanced the mana bases All right. for Pioneer. So, beyond that, that's that's standard. Uh, Buckle up, folks. Yeah. Here we go. So we also got some product announcements on Universes Beyond. Now, and... before we even get into this, just what we talked about during a normal year would be a lot. Yeah. 
This is a lot that, more. That would yeah. be a lot. This is compound on. I think by the time that 2022 is done, we're going to realize, oh, God, they put out more product in 2022 than 2020 through 2021 combined. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, we knew some of these were coming. Um, mm-hmm. So we Warhammer 40K or Warhammer 40,000, I should say. People are right. They call it 40,000. It's 40. All of us call it 40. It's, it's 40K. Yeah. yeah. Commander decks. Commander decks. Uh, so Space Marines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, like the, none of this bugs me. Like none of this bugs yeah. me at all. Like we have already have like people are like, oh, man, Space Marines and they have guns. And I'm like. Yeah, but you've got like giant mechs, and we're visiting it. We're having a set where we're visiting with cyber samurai and cyber ninjas, and like that, that is one thing that will kind of I don't want to say irk me, but like something I will notice when we have all the t- standard sets and just looking at standard, you're going to have your cyber ninja versus your street thug versus your traditional fantasy character. Versus someone in a mech suit all in the same deck. And that's fine. And I'm like, it, it kind of breaks immersion for me a little bit. Yeah. But anyway. It, it, anybody who plays competitive magic is not going to care about that. Right. It, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I, I kind of got off that soapbox when uh, competitive players didn't care about the Shadows of Renistrad story. When they could have built decks based around the story happening. And were like, nah, F it. And I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> Yeah, Turn off yeah, this. yeah, you know, yeah, it's not even worth it. So right. these are commander decks, uh, and I think yeah. it's that's fine. They're that they're, yeah. it's it's totally fine. Like whatever. Play, play hopefully, just play them straight out of the box. Don't even add any is new cards. There a, is there a good Zerg deck? I mean, that might be fun. So yeah, I, I'm not familiar with 40k. So or not Zerg, will... um, orcs, orcs, one orcs. Yeah, uh, yeah, or Nur- please, Nurgle or whatever. Please at least I'm thinking give us Starcraft a good... for some strange reason. I don't know why. No, it's fine. But I don't do a lot a of good orc deck. You know, I don't do a lot of 40k either. So I, I I've never played 40k. I've maybe looked through a book once. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I as a consumer of Magic, I will be interested in seeing how they take an IP I'm not familiar with, put it on something I am familiar with. Yeah. And how I react to that or notice it and. I hope players just play these straight out of the box. Like, I'm, I'm going to play my Space Marines against your whatever, and let's see who wins this time. Right. Um, uh, like that. So, Warhammer's Fort is, is uh, Commander Dex. Uh, we have a full set uh, in 2023 of The Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth. Yep, so I predicted that a year early. Half yeah, point. yeah, it was, it was, it's technically coming in 2023. Uh, one yeah. of the big things that they, they put out there is, by the way, uh, the set will be modern legal, and this set will be historic legal. It will all be on arena, as well as being legal and modern. Sure, none. This still doesn't bother me. Like, well, just to, it, because because here's the thing. Like, uh-huh. if you want to get down to the nitty gritty of traditional fan, if if what breaks people's immersion is traditional fantasy, okay. Right. So here's the thing. So we have again a whole standard set year of. Cyber ninjas and mech suits and demon gangsters and right. stuff like that, but you draw, yeah, but, but you draw the line at Gandalf and Frodo when they're the closest thing to right traditional fantasy that you could get. Like that... Tolkieny and fantasy is like the closest thing to traditional fantasy that you can get. Right, and, and that's not my big problem with it. My big problem was modern legal, but then I realized, oh yeah, wait, 
in six months to a year or whatever, they could reprint cards from the set. So you have the actual magic versions of cards in Lord of the Rings. That's something they mentioned when they announced Universes Beyond. Yeah, um, I, that's for Secret Lair product, though. Well, I no, it's going to be for this, too. Is it? Uh, it's just, yeah, it's just Universes Beyond in general. But my problem with that, that aspect of it, is that if they can see the data of what Lord of the Rings cards are being played, then they can see the data for situations where we have problematic cards, like Popper and the, the uh, Chitterstorm with the scrolls or whatever, or whatever other issue is going on. So that data that they're getting is the same. So I, I like they just ignore the problems like, oh, well, people are talking bad about our game. So it's good press because people are talking about us. Uh, like, I think mm, they said, somebody mm. said something like already that they were going to address Popper. Well, uh, yeah, yeah it come up, but like, it was more of a, we're going to address proper. What do you think's wrong with it? It's like, if you're going to address it, you already know, but why are you I, trying I, to I get think, our feedback? I, I think that they, it's not to say that they don't know. I think that they interpret some things a little bit differently or that they don't fully see uh, the chatter unless somebody directs it to them. Right, they're uh, looking at data. They're not playing the game. Yeah, 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 and yeah. So, I, I, again, I, I'm okay with this whole like, uh, you know, um, forgotten or not forgotten but the uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah, I'm okay I, with this. I, I am too. But from what I also understand, this is going to be uh, they're, they're It's a big set. They're, yes. they're going to put as much in as they can. But it's also going to be based on the books. Yes. Not the movies. Yes. So anybody's like, this isn't Lord of the Rings. Like, especially if they look at the uh, art image of uh, Gandalf, friend of the Shire. Like, if they look at that art, like, that's not Gandalf. That's not Ian McKellen. It's right. Like, mm, yeah. Come on, folks. Yeah. Now, I, I think there's going to be a lot less of, of that. So the only issue I have with universes beyond in general is I, I don't have any issues with, with, with whatever IPs they choose. Let's just put it right. right there. I don't have any issues with that. I have issues with mechanically unique cards, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, right. Showing up in limited run product like Secret Lair. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, they've tried to address that, and it's kind of a crappy address, but, uh, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, but I think their biggest issue is that they're never going to be put in a position where ev- absolutely everybody's going to be happy with that reset. And it's not so much the magic players being unhappy with the set. I, I think more or less they're going to be they're going to have people who love Lord of the Rings that are going to be unhappy with this set. And it's only right. because well, I I know a lot of people that really 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 like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and... there, there's me passionate for blue white control decks and magic, and then there's passionate Lord of the Rings. Oh fans. yeah, and so. I I have a feeling that it's going to be like, well, Gandalf should be a lot more powerful than us. Or, you know, the One Ring should do more than just what it does. Or Sauron should be, you know, more powerful than what he is on the card. They're never going to capture everything about these characters that people like or what individual people see each character as. Uh, what do you mean Gandalf got killed by a heartless act? Right, yeah. Or whatever, right, right? right? Some cheap removal spell. Right, and yeah, so it breaks it, it breaks a little bit on that side of things, of being the people that come in. And they 
alluded to the fact that they had a lot of that happen with the D&D set, too. Uh, uh-huh. You know, there were people that, you know, came in and said, well, where's Elminster? You know, or where's this character? Or, you know, why is this character, why is the Tarasque so bad? Like, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, but yeah. that is on them. I mean, you had you had all of that, and unlike Lord of the Rings, where you have to reach out to get that IP and talk to those people, all the D&D folks are down the hall or on another floor. Yeah, but I think the thing is, is like they worked on it as best as they could, sure. but there, would nev- there was never any world where they would have been perfect. Well, I know, you but know? like there, there are things just simply missing like yeah some minor tweaks here or there that's why i'm hyped for the battle of Baldur's gate so i'm like all right here's our chance to get a cleric of bane leading folks in the battle and i could be happy for once yeah um or maybe elminster winds up being in there or yeah, i don't know maybe we get maybe we get the harpers you know, who knows we, we could have all sorts of stuff but, but yeah, I, the, I definitely think i definitely think lord of the rings i i, I a lot of people are like, ah, if I lose to a Lord of the Rings card, I'm going to be just brilliant. Well, I mean... Goodbye. Yeah. See ya. Like, it's it's not... I mean, it's not as... It's just not as much of a break as I think it is. Like I said, when you think of... If the break is traditional fantasy, this is, like, the most traditional fantasy. Oh, like, yeah. It's just absolutely. absolutely the most traditional. Now, the other Universe Beyond products that they mentioned are... Well, well before we go to that real quick, I want to touch on something you just said. Uh where Wizards realizes that they can't make everybody happy. I think they realize that long before this, like we're talking years ago, probably their second or third round of the Commander decks. Yeah. And people are like, why are you talking about Commander decks? Talk about Standard, or at that point Modern, because Modern was getting hype or whatever, and all this stuff. And it's like everybody's trying to fight for their share of the pie, when they could have just sat back and wait for the pie to be served to them. Uh, and what's happened is that Wizards trying to fix, quote, that problem. Well, and, and they're trying to appease everybody. Well, let's give these more products, more products, more products, more products. And now we're like, stop. And it's too late. The the water is spewing out. The dam has broke. There, there's no way to stop it unless we just stop buying stuff. And that's never going to happen. Uh Plus, with the push of Commander, literally every product we talked about today yeah. is for Commander. Granted, they may not be... Well, I know Commander players buy boxes. Let, let's just be honest. Instead of buying the single they want, they will buy at least a box. Oh, cool. The card I wanted was in my box. I now do not have to go buy that single. Or I got these cards for these decks. And the rest they just put in the closet. And they'll get to it later or they'll bulk it, trade in, whatever, right? Like, that. just from the commander players that I've interacted with, that's kind of generally what I see. So, if you're only a standard player, cool. Uh, Double Masters, Jumpstart, Universes Beyond, it's not stuff you're going to be getting. You're focused on standard. Right. If you're uh, a legacy player, you're looking for a couple cards, probably. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but it's probably, it's probably, you're, you're probably looking at the premiere sets cause it's going to cause upheaval. Hey, hey Scott, um, did you, did you what? know that seven out of 10 of the top 10 creatures played in legacy are from the past three years? Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> guess what number, um, guess what number one is? Hint, uh, hint, it's not Ragavan. Uh, Darcy. 
No. Dragon Rage nope. Channeler? Nope. Um, hmm. Hold on. Uh, Merktide Region. Nope. All right, hold on. It's not Endurance? A, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, number one card is uh, number one creature currently played in Legacy is Endurance. It is a green 3-4 with flash and reach That's that a, also has relevant text. It's just very good, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so, so yeah, like, I, I get why some people are, like, uh, upset with all the product because they have to pay attention to so much. I'm also concerned with all the content creators who are like, cool. Like, for instance, with, um, we'll just pick Lord of the Rings. Like, here's my Lord of the Rings set review. And then by the time someone hits the word publish, there's already been, like, five new cards where the next set has come out. So now, like, their new article they just worked their balls off on right. is irrelevant because there's new product. All right. So, so but anyway, so yeah, let, let's talk about the thing that everybody's bitching. Speaking about, about ha- hating things, people are upset about Fortnite. Jesus. Uh, and not just upset about Fortnite, there's a secret layer. There's two two secret layers, two secret layers with uh reprints. Reprints. Let's just well, I think let's I let's think... let's be realistic there because I think there are people that don't realize that this is a these are secret layers of reprints. I honestly what, read a what, lot of comments. One of them is... The other one, I think... No, 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 no. Both... There are two Fortnite secret layers. Oh, two? Okay, I didn't know there were two Fortnite secret layers. It says, Fortnite will feature two special secret layer drops consisting of reprints. Right. So, let's put it this way. I don't think that people really realize that the Fortnite secret layers are just reprints. I see a lot Uh, of comments from people that are like, oh my god, I want to play against Fortnite. Well, you you don't have to. Right. They're reprints. They're reprints. Like, people don't understand that Fortnite has made their money off skins. Yeah. So this is totally in flavor. Yeah, and, and it's it's not my thing. No, not mine either. But I can see the audience they're targeting with it. It's a younger audience. Uh, I think that's fine. I, I'm not going to buy it. Um, Let, let's be honest, Joe. People our age, uh, you're younger than me. People your age. Wizards does not care if they get your money anymore. You are not. You are no longer the target. Yeah, yeah. So I. Not, I just, and it's not. It's not because you're you're an enfranchised player. It's not because you write content. It's because of your age. They are not aiming at you anymore. Yeah. So. Fortnite. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, there's two sure. two secret layers for Fortnite. They're both reprints. Have fun, folks. Uh, we are getting a. Uh, single street uh, secret lair on Street Fighter. This is interesting, and it's uh, mechanically unique cards. Right. Uh, this is my problem. I, I hate the mechanically unique cards. But uh, to be fair, they made a, the perfect joke of giving Chun Li multi kicker. Oh. So, um, sure. That was funny. I, I, I will give them that. Like Chun Li having multi kicker. Is kind of amusing. So, I mean, and, I and the art about... is good looking. Like, oh yeah, I haven't thought about Street Fighter in thirty years. Yeah, I mean, since I was a teen playing my uh, Super Nintendo when I was in high school. Right. Um, but you know, it doesn't mean that there aren't Street Fighter fans out there. Matter of fact, what some people do not understand, uh, or maybe not know, is that for some of these things, uh, especially Fortnite. Um, and various other IPs I'm sure we'll see down the line, 
uh, there are Street Fighter tournaments still. Oh, yeah. It, well, and, and this is, um, 2022 is Street Fighter's 35th anniversary. See? So it, it kind of kind of all ties in together. And it's totally fine. Okay, so... Like, so Granted, the, the first Street Fighter, the first actual Street Fighter game, garbage. Street Fighter 2 was where it was at. That's kind of where it, like, blew up. So... And I don't know how many they have now, but still. So, so the big question is, yeah. is now that we've gone full on to Fortnite. Yeah. You Pan- know. Pandora's box right, is right. fully open. Pandora's box is fully open. A full on to what people would consider as the, the worst possible scenario of, of uh, an IP like Fortnite. What's next? Like what, what, what IP do we reasonably expect next? Well, first of all, if people think Fortnite is the worst possible scenario, uh, they're obviously not thinking like secret layer Kevin Spacey films. Or, well, yeah, um, yeah, because that that would truly be the worst. Do, case do we? Let, let's be real. Do we get the Marvel one at some point? Dude, absolutely. Yeah. Not only do we get the Marvel one, there's going to be a Star Wars one. Oh, I'm sure there'll probably be a Star Trek one. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if after a few years that the Transformers game that Wizards was trying to do fades away, that they do a Transformers mm. one. Uh, I, I would, I personally would love to see that. I would, I wouldn't be surprised to see sports involved. Okay, okay, probably so the, probably the NFL first because football sucks. So, but, so full, full black bordered My Little Pony set win. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, Let's just go full pony. ham. Right. I wouldn't be surprised to see. Um, here we go. You ready for this? This is a super deep cut. I just thought about right now. Secret layer. Wacky racers. Oh God. And it's all equipment from uh, from the Kaladesh block. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or that the would be ve- vehicles, cool, right? Vehicles, yes. Or yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, vehicles. Yes, yeah, yes. Be all vehicles from the Kaladesh block. Uh, How cool would that be? That would be great. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, um. But but yeah, like I. I'm sure like, we get look, the DC, you know, crossover at some point. Oh, uh, uh, you yeah, know, like I I am comic books cool. and stuff make make the most sense. Oh yeah. So well, they're they're trying to get. A, the younger fan base in, like, all, all, I saw people talking about Fortnite, like, oh, well, my seven-year-old or my, my preteen plays Fortnite, uh, and they heard about this, and they're like, oh, hey, Dad, what's magic? Yeah. I, was um, it, um, Seth actually mentioned, like, he has uh, a young family member mm-hmm. that was, like, that place that he's been teaching, I think one of his nephews or whatnot, that he's been teaching magic. And right. this is something that caught his interest and might keep him interested in playing right. the and, game. And let, let's get like a little real for a moment. The generation younger than me, if you will. And a lot of people say that uh, my generation is partly the blame. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm a Gen Xer. We don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> uh, the, the boomers. Sure. I, I get that. Cause we heard a lot of crap from the boomers, but the generation after me is looking at this, uh, looking at these Fortnites or whatever, and they're like, oh, kids, and, blah, 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 and complaining and stuff. And I'm like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. how dare you try and take the fun away from these children because that fun isn't targeted at you. Get out of here with that. Secondly, uh, with all this technology and stuff going on, uh, cell phones and, and more advanced features and phones that can fold and all this other crap, right? The one thing that's been lost is just connecting with people. 
like just sitting down and talking to someone across the table or playing a game or whatever. Getting these young kids to sit down and play a paper card game because their favorite character from their favorite video game or whatever is showing as a skin on a card, Yeah, that's growth. That should be supported. If you don't like it or if you're going to sell out of Magic, just, just give me your cards and go away. I like, I think uh I think quite possibly Fortnite's not the worst case scenario. I think the worst case scenario. Oh no. I think the worst case scenario is Rick and Morty. <laughs> um, but I expect yeah. I fully expect that to happen at some time some point too. And, so. and I'm 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 gonna peel ooh, the bandaid off of this ooh, here. Ooh, what ooh, you thought of another Secret Lair Stranger Things. Uh yeah, that that has Oh wait, not we been had, oh wait, no, we already yeah, we, yeah, it was announced. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. hasn't been announced. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so, I'm sure it will so- show up somewhere, probably before the end of the year. I, I have a feeling there's going to be some type of Halloween, yeah, uh, announcement towards that, or as we get closer to season four launching. But I'm going to rip the bandaid off real quick because one one of the things that caused me to mute some people, and if you know that I muted you, well, sorry, you deserve it, um, is that people looked at this lineup, especially of just the standard sets of Kamigawa, Streets of New. Uh, uh, Caperna. Caperna. Uh, I'm going to just call it the Kaepernick set because reasons. Uh, Dominary and the Brothers War. They're like, oh, so they're catering to the cis white males. And I'm just like, mute. Get out. What, if you're complaining that that's what these are, they're com- they're catering to sci-fi cis white male fans, what do you want? Instead of saying that, say, hey, wizards, could you do whatever? Because all this talk about inclusion, what if the hero of uh, Streets of New Caperna is someone like Kaya? Pretty sure it's Elspeth. Well, I, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, like if they have, if they introduce another character, like, as a sidekick, and it's someone that pulls the same representation as Kaya, not necessarily Kaya, but, you know what I'm saying, like, a, a, a young African-American, uh, black, uh, African-American woman, or even uh, non-binary uh, African-American person or whatever. Or say if we get to the Brothers War and we see representation that from something not cis-white male in that because we were able to go back to that story and tell these things on cards. Like, people are making these quick assumptions without even seeing a fucking card. Without seeing... All they saw was a title and maybe a piece of art and they're like, snap judgment. Yet you complain when people snap judge you and you're doing the same thing. Shut up, sit down. That is not the same as complaining about a single card, by the way, because you can complain or be critical about a single card by seeing it in action, reading the text, understanding interactions. This we didn't have. All we had were the set names and key art. So again, not the same. So all those people complain about that, stop complaining. I'm going to meet you. You're done. <laughs> Like, let's let the sets come out. Let it breathe. Let's see what they do. Because one of the things they did mention, because it was a concern, a valid concern, that how was uh, going back to Kamigawa going to be represented? And they said they did talk to people within the community to make sure that they did the right things and make sure that was properly presented in a way to make sure that the game overall is still welcoming to everybody and I'm not using their exact words, but you can go back and watch the video about it. But it it was like, okay. And we moved on. Yeah. They, they uh, said that they, uh, 
hired up some bunch of creative consultants. Right. Yeah. And so let let's see. I'm curious how, about that. So right. Let's see how the cards what what they do, and if that representation is there. And then if not, then then at that point, yes, be critical. Give that feedback. Blow them up on Twitter. Make sure you tag them. Don't just make a post without any ats and then the person you're trying to send a message to. That's something else y'all on Twitter need to start doing better. If you want to go at someone, actually at someone, don't just yell it out blankly into the into the Twitterverse. Go at them. Have some balls. Right. All right. So uh, outside of actual product announcements... Uh, we did get one piece of news, another piece of news on the Magic Netflix show. Uh, so I, I was worn out by the products. Yeah, at this yeah. Point, so you you were super hype on this. Yeah. So so they um, so we found out re- rather recently that the Netflix show was still on. First of all, which uh, is cool, it's still on. Uh, but the original showrunners of the Russo brothers. Uh, had left the show, uh, and had left it. In, it was left in the hands of uh, Jeff Klein, I think it was. I think it was the, I, something I think like so. that. Yeah, yeah. So um, they they talked about that and whatnot on the showcase. They had a reveal of, hey, by the way, uh, we're gonna. This is going to have uh, you know Jace. It's gonna have Gideon. And mm-hmm. it. it's kind of taking place at a time period before War of the Spark. Uh, Slap, beefcake. Right, yeah. Uh, and uh, Gideon's voice actor. Uh, Bob Johnson. Wait, oh, no. Brandon Ralph. Yeah, and Superman. Like, Superman, the Atom, uh, yep. Ray Palmer. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, not only just a an Arrowverse character, but the one of the Legends of Tomorrow. A, 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 an actual legend yeah. playing a legend. Yeah, so uh, I, I like Brandon Routh a lot. I think he's a fantastic yeah. actor. Uh, I'm excited to see more. I was, I was not so high on the Netflix series thing. And I was just like, okay, this sounds kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one of the things that somebody pointed out was like, hey, you know, uh, Jeff Klein... Uh, was responsible for Transformers Prime, uh, was one of the shows that he was a showrunner on. Yes. And Transformers Prime was really good. So I'm like, hmm, okay. I'm, I, I personally haven't seen it, but I've heard I, I'm, I'm now interested uh, a little right. bit more. And then it was like, oh, Brandon Routh. And then, okay, now you have my attention. Like, right. Hmm. Like, and, uh, but I didn't. I didn't mind Superman Returns. By the way, no, no. Uh, I, I think he played a he played a good Superman. Uh, yeah. But so, but the other heck half of that is that we know that the Russo brothers left, and so when yeah. your original showrunners leave, you kind of start to wonder. <laughs> and and as somebody mm-hmm. pointed out, I think it was like Krim on one of the Goldfish casts that was like, it sounded like maybe Wizard slash Hasbro wanted to make garbage. And the Rosa Brothers didn't want to make garbage. They didn't want to put their names on garbage. So they were just... I, I'm, I'm going to go the opposite there. Maybe... Uh, and, and a lot of this is due to the fact that Wizards has kind of given up on uh, paper story. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I think that Hasbro probably feels that characters like Jason Gideon are more, more of a pull for something like this than 
uh, Kaya, Rawls, Eric, and random other person that they'll throw in there. Right. And don't get me wrong. They have comics, uh, Boom Comics, is doing stuff with various characters, and, and that's fine. Right. But for something like this, when it comes down to things like Netflix, the movies, whatever, you are trying to bring in someone who does not know the IP already. You're trying to bring in the, quote, casual viewer. So that way they are in the door, and then you could start offering them, like, oh, you like this? You can actually play cards of this on Magic Arena, which is obviously where they want them to go. Right. Or Paper Magic or whatever, right? Right. You, you get the uh, Aunt Judy's out there of the world that, like, hey, uh, on my nephew's Christmas list is Magic, and they pick up the gift box from Walmart, and it's you can't play it out of the box. Right. You're trying to get those people in the door. Right. So having, for lack of better phrasing, and I hate using this word, having, quote, a woke story isn't going to draw those people in. Having a generic story, and again, that's not a good word to use here either, but having one that's maybe a bit easier to grok with popular characters that have been popular for many years is going to bring those people in. And yes, you can do other things. You can bring in your your Kayas and, and all your new characters, and that will be cool to, to see all of them interact. Um, and you could have stories that aren't just children's stories or stories focused on a very narrow uh, viewership or whatever. You could have adult stories or context or whatever to have families kind of come together. That will be fun. That will be neat. We'll see if this happens. Uh, one uh, um, cool thing about this is that there's going to be a prequel novel uh, okay. for this uh, that's about Gideon and Chase. And neat. the prequel novel is written by uh, Django Rexler, uh, who is the okay. author that wrote The uh, the Coming Storm, uh, which was the War of the Spark uh, prequel material. Okay. And uh, that the, the coming storm was absolutely like six thousand percent excellent. Nice. Like it was way better than the actual War of the Spark novel and its follow up. Okay. Uh, so I, I I'm like hmm, okay I'm I, I'm sold. Django Django's a pretty good solid author. I'm 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 good. on board with this. So I I have a feeling though that when it comes down to story. If this Netflix show is a success like they want it to be, uh, based on characters they have and direction they're going, that that's going to be their vehicle for telling magic story, and not necessarily the uh, the cards. The cards will still tell some bit of a story. But I not I, as much I think as we're still going to gonna get web fiction. Oh sure, yeah, I we'll, think that's we'll, still we'll going to be something to do. Uh, he also wrote. The Ikoria book, which was very good as well. So, okay. yeah, so I'm. Oh, know, the, the Pokemon set. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Django Wexler, uh, excellent author. So, yeah. Uh, but cool. yeah, so that was everything from the showcase, uh, which was, quite frankly, a lot of stuff. Yeah, and, so, and to be honest, we really kind of just gave an overview of it. Right. Like, um, the. Uh, the the Magic 2022 Showcase, which I think was the actual title yeah. of that that um, presentation. That's what I'm looking for. That was at least like an hour long. 
uh, and there were no brakes. Uh, brakes stopped for no one. Yeah, like, no. They, they, they had a brake as far as set to get people back into position for the next thing, but that brake just showed you new product, new product, new product, and it's like, holy crap. Like, I totally forgot about Commander Collection Black. And I'm like, oh, yeah, what was in that? I'm like, oh, yeah, and, uh, um, Frexing Arena, and, yeah, the Ophiomancer token, and, uh, wasn't, um, what's the noxious card from, uh, for Legacy? Toxic Dealers? Yeah, uh, Toxic Dealers, yeah, yeah. I think that's in it, too. Unfortunately, that card hasn't seen play in Legacy in, like, literally forever. I know, and that's the other thing, when they're trying to do these things, like, get cards back out in circulation, by the time they do, because of how quickly the impact of Premier sets and Modern Horizon sets are, uh, that a card like Toxic Deluge now is no longer needed or doesn't see play. So the uh, need for that card dissipates. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. But, yeah, there, there's a ton of stuff coming out. And as we record this... Uh, Innistrad Midnight Hunt previews start tomorrow. So, yeah, there's going to be new cards coming. Yep. Uh, we won't be able to get to them until we record next, which is going to be some time from now. Yeah. So, again, please uh, lock us in on your podcast uh, app provider or whatever. That way you, you'll be notified of when new shows air. Uh, and reach out to us. We'll talk about how you can reach us later if you want to get our individual thoughts or quick thoughts on some stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I do. I just, I want to see the bow for Baldur's Gate set. I do so bad. And I <laughs> hope those commander legends cards don't curl. Please, dear God, don't curl, but get, get some of the represent representation in there that was missing. Give us a Baynite cleric where clerics matter. Um, give us the Zentrum, give us the Lord's Alliance. And give, give us the things that we like interacting with in Dungeons & Dragons right now. And, you know, this is supposed to be a battle or as far as Commander is concerned, right? Yeah. Like, give us a faction to join. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Got my fingers crossed. So, like Scott alluded to, we aren't going to be recording again for a while. Uh, the uh, I'm going to be on vacation. And uh, I'm going to be uh, in Florida. And... Yeah, it's gonna be a bit. Uh, it's, we're we're gonna be down there for two weeks. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm gonna build a lightsaber. Uh, my wife and I are gonna build lightsabers. Uh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> we are going to attempt, and what I mean is attempt to get a boarding pass for Rise of the Resistance. Uh, hope Wait, is that the hotel thing? No, Rise of the Resistance oh, okay. is the ride. Oh, okay, got uh, it. So yeah, okay. we're going to try to get a boarding pass for, for Rise of the Resistance. Uh, right. It is pretty difficult to do so. Uh, huh. There are literal YouTube videos on how to get a boarding pass uh, because it's that hard. Because <laughs> if, wow. if you don't know how to do it, it can be pretty difficult. Uh, so uh, basically what you have to do is there are two peri- time periods within the day where you can get a boarding pass. Uh, one of those is 7 a.m. in the morning. One of those is like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And at, you have to be on there, on the app, on set, at, at that exact time that the boarding passes go live hmm. uh, to get a boarding pass. And they they also fully recommend that if uh, you have uh, that you have everybody in your party linked to your uh, on your app, 
because huh. uh, that way you get everybody a pass. You don't have to go do it more than once. Wild. So, yeah. So, anyways, uh, we should probably start wrapping up here. Um, I, yeah. I, I hear my dog barking again in the other room, and I'm going to have to go see what's going on with him. So Yeah, he's probably getting used to a new place yeah. still. I'm sorry, bud. So, Scott, why don't you tell us where we can find you on the internet, and we'll go from there. Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter and Facebook at MTG Packfoils. Uh, you can also read my older articles, archived, I guess would be the right word, at mtgpackfoils.com. Uh, hopefully I can get some new stuff soon. I know I keep saying that. Uh, however, I have four-day weekend coming up, uh, and I don't think I have anything planned uh, Friday or Saturday. Heck, maybe I can start working on some tomorrow because uh, life has kind of slowed down a bit to where... Uh, I can get some free time. Uh, but uh, if you want to read current articles about stuff, I happen to know someone who does. Joe, you write articles, don't you? Uh, yeah, so you can find me over on Twitter at VorathXP. You can also find my articles every Tuesday and every Thursday at uh, This Week in Legacy and Vintage 101 on MTG Goldfish. And you can find the cast at the Astrolab cast on Twitter and the Astrolab podcast at gmail.com. And that brings us to the end of fifty episode 52. 52. 52. Nice. Yep. So uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully, uh, I won't have any issues getting this edited and out. Uh, my dog barked a little earlier and I had to go take him out. Uh, I'm going to have to go check on him here when I'm done. But uh, we'll see. So hopefully, I can get it out tomorrow. So okay. uh, we'll try. <laughs> I, 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 Joe, look, folks, go follow Joe. Uh, he's an awesome follow. Plus, hopefully, he'll get vacation pictures on Twitter. And without his work, this podcast would not exist. Uh, it would just be me talking into the void. So uh, thank you, Joe, for everything you do, uh, even with the move and everything going on in life. I appreciate it. Yep. All right. So uh, we'll see you guys soon and have a great week. Bye. Uh, the Force will be with you always. <laughs>